you Jesus the by funny, doing this. The funny thing about Brian was, like, I, I, when I was working at the video store that sold uh, illicit pornos, uh, I remember talking to some guy one time, and he was, I was like, I was like, yeah, but we're talking about comedy. And I was like, yeah, you know, fucking Brian used to be banned over here for years. And he was like, oh, fuck, that's right. Like, he, he, he'd forgotten, and, like, it was like, you know, the a- Irish appetite for comedy is, of course, vast. They don't care how blasphemous yeah. it is. And plus, the population was becoming blasphemous because they were all fucking diddled. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was like, that was one of the great shames is that, like, one of the places where it would have played the hardest mm-hmm. was get it. where it was banned because, you know, the uh, politicians were still, you know, uh, subservient to, to Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, no condoms. I know they've just gone so far the other way. It's 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 hilarious. Yeah, they're they're made up for lost time. They really did. They really did. Um, that is that in meaning of life. That's in meaning of life where the every sperm is sacred. Yeah, yeah. and it, it talks about how um, well we're 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 Protestants and or and, and all manners of French ticklers and. Bobby Cotton, like the, the, that that whole thing about the different condoms that they can use and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think that was... But nothing for me compares to Monty Python, dude. It's just so stupid. I used to hack my, uh, my, my, my computer. Yeah. I used to like go into the root system and change the startup no- sounds. Like mm-hmm. that Mac noise used to be like, oh, it still is that. I would go into the system and change it out. I used to have it be... My shutdown noise would be... The Force will be with you always from nice. the original Star Wars or running away, are you? Yeah. <laughs> you yellow bastard. Yeah. Which is the Black Knight, the dark, the Black Knight. Yeah. Um, and the startup noise was, uh, ah, fuck, I forget what the startup noise was, but I would hack the, I'd change out the, the system files to play like old movie clips. Yeah. Yeah. It, with like Windows, my, it was really easy. Mm-hmm. I did that all the time. Yeah. I must have fucking annoyed everybody using oh a computer. Oh, my God. There's always just like Simpsons sounds. You like close a window and yeah. there's like a fucking five second sound. I yeah. don't know enough about their history to really know like where they got their original shit. Like Monty Python? Yeah. Like as far as like funding and stuff like that. Because I know, I know, I know George Harrison funded them after they, they couldn't he, get he, money. He to... funded The Life of Brian. He yeah. Gave him, like, yeah. He gave him a million dollars. No for that shit. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And then Gilliam was in. Money Python, so then it became Time Bandits. And yes, Time Bandits is that's another one that's like. But is, I mean, Harrison made a film studio out of out of funding his friends to huh. do shit. Yeah, and they, uh, I think, all the way to maybe even Brazil, like, was still un- Harrison under George Harrison. Personally. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to see that uh, that two part Martin Scorsese documentary about Harrison on HBO. That's the I that's uh, I'm, I'm ashamed that I haven't. It's it, but it's I mean well. It's just it's just surprising because he's yeah. low key like yeah. he's really he he didn't you know fucking be like I brought the ruddles or right, whatever right. but but he did you know yeah. talking about when he went to and he, he he went and learned sitar and and, and brought that back yeah I mean the, yeah the whole the whole spiritual side of it is like very interesting but also like there's this weird thing where he's like so serious about spirituality in the afterlife but he's still a guy from Liverpool that doesn't take anything seriously right and he's funny that, Life of that, Brian yeah that makes him like endearing in a way funny Monty Python yeah. yeah like it's like you're like fuck man this guy is just so cool like he's totally invested in this shit but he's also like totally willing to make fun of it right you know huh yeah he was he was kind of like serious but not pretentious in a way that Lennon right. was absolutely not pretentious right. never 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 bought his own uh, bullshit. bullshit yeah let me grab another uh yeah, absolutely. Is that all right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Drink a little bit of 
Oh, urine is tops. Oh, hop on. Hey, urine power. <laughs> <laughs> urine power. <laughs> so well, I, when you're in power. You're in, you're power. in power. So I've got some um, old radio clips for the first part, and then some video from the documentary for the sec- second part. But uh, I'll turn the computer around so you guys can see the video. Okay, no problem. You're going to handle it, mate. You're going to handle it. <laughs> but I would like to know more about how they got their start and, like, where they got, like, if they were on BBC or whatever. Yeah, they were, they had a t- the sketch show on, yeah, t- yeah. on BBC. Yeah, yeah. They all met in private school, like some college, some oh. private college. It's always thing. the thing about public TV, man. It's like, if you got something, they're like, all right, it's something. Let's put well, it out. I mean, uh... The thing I'm going to talk about was uh, Canada is the best yeah. about fun. You, if you say, hey, I want to make an album, they say, all right, here's a little here's bit of some money. money. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that with the fucking Nickelodeon and like, mm-hmm. talking about hardcore bands being like, one of the things like, the government of Canada releases with also yeah. fucking burn your face off records. Yeah. Right, right. You know, like, and the best we have is the guy in the question mark suits like, you want a free grant? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got an idea for a business. The government's giving away free money. Yeah, how much amazing art was made during World War II when the Works Progress Administration yeah. was just paying artists to like, here, do something locally so people are happy. Feel good about being American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all ready for this? Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzon. Hello, folks. Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity. It's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey. Joining me, as ever, prettiest boy under the sun, consummate pervert, expert in hyperversion, the high-functioning pervert, a man I'll love till the day I die. Mm. Yes. Aaron Joseph Peter. Yes, thank you. Um, as the world authority on perversion, mm. I can confirm what you're saying to be true. and. Mm. Oh, good. Um, good. That's great. The only thing more uh, assured than my perversion is my uh, my love for you, John. Oh, that's oh, very, man, very that's nice. Really that's nice. Very, in a non-perverted way. Thank you. Yeah, but, you know. Because I... that's weird. That's gay. <laughs> okay. That's okay, too. It's that's, okay. It's fine. It's, a, yeah. it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Oh, right, so, like, right. Well, well, you're kind of reneging on your perversion. Well, hey, listen, wouldn't it be ultimate in perversion to be not perverted with you? <laughs> I think that's actually your philosophy is, you know what would be the sickest thing I can do is to not fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have been celibate for a while. That is true. Yes, I think you're actually like, you know what would be nuts? Yeah, like, if, I just... I, if I withhold my nut from the human society. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You make it a myth. Yeah. <laughs> and joining us as always, perhaps... The most kind man that's ever lived. That's not true. Consummate professional. Makes Jesus Christ look like the Marquise de Sade. Yeah. Celestial pretty boy. A man I love more than anything. Mr. Matt Brousseau. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. I love you both. Uh, It is always a goddamn pleasure. Mm. It is. Doing this with you. It's the highlight of my week. It really is the highlight of mine. It it really is. It really is. 
Tell everybody all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody all the time. I'm like, I would, I would, I would do this all the fucking time if I could. I was like, I don't like anything more than this. I don't either. Nope. This was an everyday thing. Yes, I'd be, uh, I'd be happier than a pig and shit. Yes, yes, or a man, or a man, or a non-binary, mm-hmm. or whatever. You could be whatever. a non-gendered person oh, and yeah. shit. I'd yeah. be happier than a Marquise de Sade with two crucifixes betwixt my mm. cock. Yeah, a non-binary. The old bookend. And you guys, of course, are making that possible by subscribing to the show. We adore you. Yes. Uh, we really adore everybody that has been at, you know. Yes. Totally ask like what we doing what we've asked, which is sharing to, online is sharing online, telling what you love about the moving. show. It's very, very, very flattering, and we see every one of them, and we are intensely humbled and flattered. I'm not humble, but I am flattered. No, you can never be humbled because you're the <laughs> pinnacle of perfection. Thank you. Um, but I am humbled as a slob. Uh, I am humbled and flattered. Hmm. And it really means the world to us. Uh, we love you guys. Um, and, yeah, thank you. It, it helps makes uh, make makes these uh, extra uh, episodes possible. Yeah, yes. you know it's a, it's a you know it's a it's a it's a Friday it's, it's night. It's a work night. It's a Friday mm-hmm. night at nine one a.m. Yeah, and, and we're gonna we're, go to work tomorrow. And, we're, and 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 there's no place we'd rather be. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But, but you guys on Patreon definitely make make it a little bit sweeter for us. You do, you do, and we love you mm-hmm. today. Young Matt Brousseau. Oh, hi. You have something cooking. Yeah. In, uh, I think, a category we may not have explored before, Aaron. Is that right? Are we talking about the the daredevils? Yes. The uh, risk-takers? Stunt- stuntmen. Stuntmen. Yes. Stuntmen. Yes. Yes. The film industry, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there was a, you know, there was a big, being a stuntman was a... I don't want to say viable profession, but it, there was a heyday. Well, remember so. the luckiest man on earth, you know, the man who could sit on a flagpole all day and was only killed by a passing vehicle. I guess Ooh, it wasn't right. passing, but... Yes, yes, it was a, it was a aggressive vehicle. Mm. <laughs> I, uh, I, did, I did a thing on uh, Evil Knievel when I was a kid. Like, we had to do a biography, so uh-huh. I went to the, the school library, and I was like, boring, 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 boring. Who's this guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like all these like you know like evil Knievel like these legendary claims that were like you know like a like I was telling Matt like a like a famous magician like lore mythology right. and one of the things they said about evil Knievel is that uh, he broke every bone in his body twice yeah yeah and I'm like no fucking way but it sounds great on paper it sounds yeah. great on a poster mm-hmm. for sure you know but then, I don't know if you guys remember this because like uh, you know I'm I'm an elder. But do you remember when uh, 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 his son, Robbie Knievel, was going to jump the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. and all that shit? And there would be like this like you know, live TV interruption and be like, Coming up, Robbie Knievel is going to jump the Grand Canyon, which his father didn't do. And stay tuned. And All right, we're getting ready here. It's going to happen. Might be a little bit windy. We're holding on to see if it's going to go down. Okay, it's too windy. <laughs> yep. like you wouldn't do it. Yep. Yeah. I'm talking about like several times of that, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, big yeah. TV event canceled. Yeah. You know? Meanwhile, I think Danny Way jumped the, drink, the Grand Canyon on a skateboard like a, 10 years ago. Really? Oh, you're thinking of Homer Simpson. He did do that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did he really? No, no. Uh, oh. No, but I mean, that's like basically the most exciting thing of the X Games now is some guy's going to jump 200 feet and do a kickflip. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Like, these guys are doing it on motorcycles. Well, or like they're like they're like kind of like poor man rocket ships, like yes. we- weird yeah, things. Just like... weird 70, you know, like, you know how like steampunk is a thing. Or yeah. 
diesel punk or ray punk or there's all these like genres of punk right there's i i saw something on reddit that kind of broke down the differences between like steampunk ray punk was there a dirty punk Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, of course. But I think there is something to this, like, uh, 70s rocket punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a Dodge Charger with uh, an ICBM (laughs) motor on it, strapped to it with duct tape and... uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. And Bigfoot tires. Yeah, it's a Bunsen burner and some dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Knievel punk, yeah. I think think that's a whole genre. Yeah. you, You just know, I went 50 and I made it 100 feet. So if I'm going to go 120 feet, I need to go 55 or That's something. That's all. You, know? you yeah. just have to hit the gas a little harder. I mean, the, the thing is, is that, like, you know, it's you, you don't have the thing where you can curate, like, wrestling, like, uh, you know, victory at any cost because it's... Oh, rest in peace, Mean Gene. Right. Yes. yes. Oh. But, like, with, with, uh, with the stuntman stuff, you know... <laughs> The thing is, is if you fail, it's still a spectacular yes. show. Yes, yes, No matter what. No matter what. It's it's great. If if you tumble over those last 12 buses you were supposed to jump, every, even better. Even better, of course. But you have to go. All You, you can't have a wind delay. No. But, yeah. honestly, you can, because yeah. you watched. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it would kind of drive up hype, you know what I right, mean, if you right. kept doing it, but... But yeah, it's he, it's it's better to try and fail almost, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then now there's a story, and then you can have the the return, right? Of course, yeah. after years of intense That's rehab, right. That's right. yeah, yeah, rock right. breaking every bone in his body and three thrice. times, <laughs> one final jump. Yeah. Well, I, so I, I stupid. I guess I should get into it, and I'm going to open with just a clip. This is a, there's two parts to this episode about two different stuntmen. Mm. But I'm just going to open with uh, one clip and then uh, another one. So uh, Aaron and I were at a, a going away party for our, our good friend Jeff Suing and Jenny Davis mm-hmm. and uh, our friends Rick and uh, Preston. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned, hey, you know that show you have about weirdos? Hey, you should watch. Hey, you know that fantastic podcast that the world should know about? Uh, yeah, the world language. trembles and awe of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have an idea. They said to us, they said, you should watch this documentary called The Devil at Your Heels. What? And I said, oh. And they said, it's about this Canadian stuntman, Mm -hmm. and you just have to watch to the ending. And I'm not going to give the ending away, because I think people should watch it. Mm -hmm. But I went home, and I watched it that night. It was like three in the morning. I watch, and God damn it, if this wasn't... This is a documentary that has the great uh, documentary style of, like, the late 70s, early 80s, mm. with some amazing music, this amazing announcer. It, uh, 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 it's just perfectly done. Mm. I'm just going to open with just a little taste of some of that. Ken Carter jumps cars for a living, and people like to see him do it. <laughs> they come for the thrill of watching a man risk his life, watching a man fly a car and crash it at 50 miles an hour. Ken Carter's been doing that for 20 years. Three times a week. <laughs> Jesus. And so they open with Ken failing a jump and basically breaking his ankle. Oh my god. Now Ken is just one of he's one of these amazing Canadian characters. Yeah. And there's just a little part way through the documentary, he's talking about this giant idea he has 
of, of flying a car over the St. Lawrence River. About a mile, he would have to fly almost a mile off a 300 foot ramp that is tilted at, I believe it's 12 degrees. Oh, good. <laughs> a rocket car, which uh, usually is not made to jump rivers, it's made to stay on the ground and go fast. Right, it's the Batmobile. 12 degrees. And so he's explaining, you know, his, where he's going to land. And the interviewer uh, just asked this offbeat question. And, you know, what about the trees? Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, they are a definite concern. We don't want to come over here and do damage to uh, the property. And uh, we're just going to leave the trees set where they are and try to stay away from them. But uh, it's a very touchy situation. If we get into the trees, it could be rather disastrous. So we've got to head for the road. Well, we don't want to cause any damage. The environment. 42, Lucky Teeter was killed by his wooden ramp collapsing in a two-by-four going through his chest. What? (laughs) So now he said... In 42, Lucky Teeter was killed uh, when he crashed and a two-by-four went through his chest. And his first name was what again? Lucky? Lucky Teeter. (laughs) But. But thankfully no trees were harmed in the death of Lucky Teeter. Nor did they teeter. (laughs) This is the beauty of Ken Carter. Is the name. Glad you asked that question. Ken Carter is his name. And that story a two-by-four did not go through Lucky Teeter's <laughs> chest. Because I'm now going to tell you the story. of. Before we get back to Ken Carter, I want to tell you the story Detour of Lucky, Lucky Teeter. Teeter. Nice. Great. Now, Lucky Teeter was just a young man from Illinois. No, Indiana. That's the one. <laughs> Earl Lucky Teeter. Born 1902, Noblesville, Indiana. He was a high school football and basketball player. Most of this comes from... Uh, uh, the Teeter stuff comes from Lucky Teeter and his Hell Drivers, uh, uh, a documentary that's put out. Uh, he was a high school football player and basketball player. He was a junior boxer. Uh, one day he was driving a car, and he rolled the car by accident, crashed into a stream. He burnt, He got burn damage, smashed Jesus. his back and his head, and he was lying in the hospital, and he said, wait a minute, what if I did that for money? Here's an idea. He was going, you should have seen it. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. You should have seen it. If you You had seen it. (laughs) You should have seen it. So he's uh, he's like eight. He's like eighteen. Was he? He's he's about the. (laughs) He's in his early twenties, and he's selling car polish at a county fair. He's talking to some guy. He probably mentions the story, and the guy says, "I'll give you three hundred dollars to roll a car." Ugh. So, he does it. He rolls the car for $300. There's these two guys there that watch him, A.B. Daniels and Spoolie Hutchinson. How many guys watch him do this? Uh, Two guys and the guy who paid him the money. A.B. Daniels, Spoolie Hutchinson. Spoolie got his name because someone said, that boy doesn't have a spool in his head. God damn it. And they, A.B. Daniels and Spoolie, they pull him out of the car and... uh, Shove a two-by-four through his <laughs> chest. <laughs> and with them, he decides, you know what? I rolled that car. I'm still alive. Hey. What if we started taking this on the road? Wow. Oh. 1933, you know, the car is like, it was kind of new for some people, but it's just like they're uh-huh. going town to town. So and the cars Car- are made Carter, of... and who else now? So it's, uh, so it's Lucky, Lucky Teeter, A.B. Daniels, and Spoolie Hutchinson. But okay. we're mainly going to focus on uh, Lucky Teeter. 
So why 1933? Well, here's a radio interview where he explains it. And in 1933, I took up stunt driving as a business. Why in 1933? Well, that year, the company came out the all-steel-bodied cars, and I went to the company and offered to roll over downhill and close car for publicity purposes. They refused me a car, so I bought one of my own. Uh, Barney Oldfield. So he offered, they came out with an all-steel body car. Mm-hmm. The, f- the first all-steel body car. All right, okay. So uh, he said, hey, 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 car company, I'll roll that car down a hill for publicity purposes. GM, Ford probably said, mm-hmm. no thanks. Ford in Plymouth. No thank you. Mm-hmm. He said, all right, well, I'll just buy one and do it myself. Hmm. And so he did. And then... I mean, the great thing about the steel body car is it rolls. Like, now when a car rolls, it crumples, it crumples and it's safe. But back then, as long as you you know you don't hit your head on something... A steel you know, body car, you're going to tumble around like a nickel like a in a dryer. Yeah, exactly. So he starts going around the nation, doing these stunts in towns and in, in different towns. And then, uh, 1933, he does it at the Chicago's World's Fair. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's doing... He's surviving all these car wrecks all over the country, and people are going, well, why did my dad die? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, son. Uh, He does it at the World's Fair, and he's a total hit. (laughs) Didn't he staple all the egg cartons to his head? (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't... There wasn't roll like it's not a roll cage like the car itself was the roll cage right yeah exactly and uh, there's not like there's not even football helmets at this time <laughs> no it's fucking maxi pads on your head yeah, yeah. It's prayers yeah they're wearing goggles because yeah. that's like oh you gotta yeah. have goggles yeah. leather punk yeah <laughs> yeah you don't want a radio dial knob to go through your fucking eyeball no you certainly don't. Um... <laughs> the, the interior of those 1933 Fords are like a, a, a secret apartment at Marquise de Sade's. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling him the Marquise de Sade forever. Hey, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so he's a total hit, and uh, uh, it goes great. And he decides, well, okay, now we're an official team. He calls them. He calls the team the Hell Drivers. Mm. So it's Lucky Teeter and his Hell Drivers. Mm. Uh, and they would do, like a lot of these guys were former moonshiners. Like guys who would just yeah, like you yeah, know, yeah. perfect. It's like how the how, well, NASCAR, that's how NASCAR started. Yeah. yeah, you know, guys who just drive fast and yeah. and, and deal with the consequences. They up their cars and they'd outrun I the did, cops. I, I did not know that. Really? When no. you fucking watched uh, uh, Boardwalk Empire, I didn't. Yeah, they but talk yeah, about that. Huh? Yeah, they have moonshiners and they'd soup up their fucking cars and drive. Yeah, but I didn't know that was where NASCAR came from at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Well, so, it, where stock car racing, stock car, yeah. Right. Came from NASCAR as a brand. But. That's so yeah. crazy. And, and the, the first the first course was just like a brick road. They're just it's like the brickyard, what five five hundred? Yeah, really. Wow. So uh, I, I I lost the clip, but he talks about how like what he would do is he would drive around the track once, check his speed, then he'd drive around. And the first time he did it, he was like, the first time he he did a professional role, he was like, uh, I, the first lap, he's like, I don't know if I can do this. And then when he got to the point where he had to do it, he just he was like, I just did it. And I survived, so I was like, yeah. okay. He just cranked the wheel at 50 miles an hour. Car just flips mm-hmm. over three, four times. He gets out. Crowd's like, this is great. Wow. And he realizes, okay, I can, I can do this. Huh. So uh, Back he, then, you could just make a living flipping cars, going over Niagara Falls in a tumbler or whatever, yeah. just a barrel, whatever. Yeah. Now you got to, like, 
They got a get a job. But as, as they did this, they started like, so every route, you know, they realized, okay, we can flip cars, but what if we did more? Mm. And so then they started, uh, they started doing precision driving where they'd like follow a foot behind each other and, mm-hmm. and, and hit one, like the, the right side of the car would hit a jump and, you know, three cars would be doing that. Yeah. Uh, then they started doing head-on collisions. Yeah. And then they started jumping through flaming barriers. They called it the wall of death. They'd set up uh-huh. a barrier with wooden boards and steel, light it on fire, and then drive a car through it. Right. Mm-hmm. And they would have to cover their eyes. One guy said they covered their eyes with uh, silver dollars uh, and then wrapped a bandana around it so the fire wouldn't get their eyes. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. That's they're, funny, too, they're because blind. Putting, putting, you know, coins on your eyes <laughs> is, like, it's traditional. It's, you know, it's the yeah. the fair for the ferryman uh, yeah. crossover. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it keeps your eyelids shut. So you yeah. don't die with your eyes wide open. <laughs> but it is very, very poetic. To, yes. Yeah. We put silver dollars over our... Oh, Jesus Christ. They would start doing... They did a thing called the slide of death, mm-hmm. which is when you uh, take a rope and you attach it to the back of a car, and you hang on the car... And then you drop to the ground, and you let your momentum slide you uh, for you know however long you slide. What would you uh, have like a uh, like a piece of aluminum siding on your ass nope. or something? You just burn your ass. Yep. Seriously? Yep. Wow. I think it's like a fear factor episode. Yeah, I mean pretty much. But at uh, least I think they had like cardboard or something. Jesus. They would do that thing where like a man lays on the ground, you put a board over him, and then you drive a heavy truck over him. Like, right. they would have people yeah, come yeah. out of the crowd, get in the truck, make it heavy, and then they yeah. drive the truck over. It's, you know, it's just a trick of physics. Right, yeah. right, right. But, uh, I mean, the whole thing has, like, this thing written over it where it's like, you know, when you think about, like, <laughs> I always think about the perspective of, like, little girls listening to, like, little boys talk. And they're like, man, look at this thing. I bet this could, like, cut my arm off. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, I'm going to talk to you later, I guess. <laughs> right. Yes. Like, there's like this fascination, yes. like, the minute we have cars, mm-hmm. how the, can we almost die how with can we, it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, again, mm-hmm. with the destruction in New York. Yeah. Here's these buildings. Let's talk about them going down. Yeah, right. like, what would that be like? Right. The minute there's like any kind of new thing, you're like, well, let's see what could happen with if. What if it was all fucked up and dangerous? Right. Yeah. What a just what a perfect <laughs> like it's so perfect, human. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but very male. I mean, well, no, obviously, yeah, well, it, that's the perfect dichotomy right there. Is like women make life, men destroy it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. yeah. Even if it's their own. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that's why I have this theory. Um, maybe I'll save it, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, why a certain. Men are uh, get are very uh, against abortion, right? Because it, you know, it's the only thing that they can't kill, right? Yeah, yeah, they have right. no control. Hey, hey, over hey it. Kill, yeah. killing stuff is our game, right? Right. Now, what you don't get if if we don't get to kill it, nobody yeah. does. Yep. If I can't rig up a safe to drop on it, <laughs> or so, a and piano, some, some kind of weird experiment that you know lets me feel like I'm playing with Tonka trucks. Yeah. I don't want you killing nothing, you murderer. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's very, very good, Aaron. That's very, Thank very you. nice. So, uh, if you're interested in, in more um, baby killing stuff, I recommend 120 Days of Sodom. <laughs> But uh-huh. Marquis de Sade, mm, some yeah, very stuff that I intentionally left out of the episode. Yeah, Marquis de Sade. Yeah. 
Very bad. Continue with the cars. So as he's adding all these things to the program, he also uh, gets the idea of the quote-unquote rocket car, which is actually not a rocket car. It's just a car that jumps very far. So he'd just have a car. He he would just drive his car as fast as he could, hit a ramp. There's no rocket. No rocket. Okay. He lied. Yeah. But, uh, what year yeah, is this? This is the late 30s. Oh, dude, fucking Jack Parsons didn't even invent rockets yet. Right, so the idea of a rocket, it means... Uh, so, but, you know, it's it, pie-in-the-sky bullshit. Yeah, but the he was just jumping a car as far as he could. And so, uh, at this point in the late 30s, he could jump a car 130 feet. Oh, my God. Yeah, you set up a good ramp, you make sure you're good... You know, they, they talk about, like, sometimes the track wasn't big enough, so he, they would have to start him in the street. Jesus. So he could get enough momentum right. around... And he would do this thing where he would pass. He, you know, they would say they would say he, he if he, if he's not okay, he'll 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 drive around it. Right. So he would do a thing where the first lap was him testing the speed. Oh, is he gonna hit the? Is it, oh, oh, and he drives around it. Right. And then the second lap, once he know he knows he has it, then he would go. You got to remember, cars back then did not go fast or have a lot of horsepower. They no. were very heavy. Yeah. I mean, a, a thirty-three. What were they? Fords, Pontiacs, something. Like Plymouths. That? Plymouths. Okay. Yeah. Eighty horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. In a three thousand pound hunk and, of metal, and not a reliable. No, yes, not reliable, and you're burning gas. Yeah. Man, that's. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it, there's a there's a video, there's a great YouTube video of him doing a a um a promo for Plymouth. Where he's like he's rolling the car, uh, and they talk about well these cars are indestructible. Look at this man, and one of, like the last roll he does, there's just gas pouring everywhere. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. but here's he, here's him talking. What makes about, you want to do it? Well, the gas is leaded, so I'm completely insane. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean you bring up a good point though. These guys are spending their entire days hanging out around leaded gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like engines revving. What's that you said? It's purple out I said, there. I think I'm Christ. Oh. <laughs> kill the dog? <laughs> <laughs> no, the dog said kill. Oh, got oh, it. Okay. Uh, here's a clip of him talking about some of the fun antics he would have. Some 130 plus feet later on the receiving ramp. How does it feel going around inviting the Grim Reaper to uh, mow you down? I never think of my work as facing death, Fred. To me, it's just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun, huh? Have you been having any uh, fun uh, lately? <laughs> oh, yes. Only last week, I gave a show down in Memphis. Well, what were some of the hilarious antics you indulged in in Memphis? What a prick. Well, I crashed a car through a flaming wooden bear going 60 mile an hour, and then I rolled over in a car several times. That was the funny head. You know, uh. maybe those cars were safer. Uh... I don't know. I don't know. No, well, you know, the the issue is is that there were no other cars on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. So it was tank against yeah. tank. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was tank yeah. against wilderness. Oh, now right. you got your car's got to crumple because there's just a million other fucking cars on the road. Yeah, right. Or, or, I mean, or there was that period uh, after like the full steel chali- uh, chassis, yeah. where we were trying the crunch zone, and all it meant was the car just completely crunched folded into in. you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Well, I mean, the idea of two cars hitting each other was so ridiculous because there yeah. was only five of them yeah. on the road. No, they're never going to hit each Does other. Does great against trees. Yeah. What about other cars? Ah, that'll oh, never no, happen. <laughs> what are we rich? I mean, if you go, you know, you you go. This is also kind of a plot of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Pinnacle of Cinema. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a, it's, it's, it's fucked. It, it's an incredible movie. Right. Uh, 
the plot of that movie is the construction of the 110 freeway. Right. Right. And if you go on that 110 freeway from Pasadena to downtown, you realize the kind of cars they were driving back then. Oh, my. Yeah, those lanes are it not big. It is a fucking nightmare. It's two lanes, the width of... A ping pong table. Yeah, a ping pong yeah. table. And how do, you, how do you enter? How do you enter or exit? Well, you enter off of a stop sign. Yes. So you're like, okay, this guy's 300 feet. Go, 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 go now. <laughs> and then the exits are right angles. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right angles into a, a, a backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And never is it more, like, oh, this is when cars, pay, they topped out at 50. Yeah. They were 4,000 pounds, and there was four on them. Four right. on the road. Well, this is where time. you want to turn, isn't it? Just yeah. go on and turn yeah, in there. Yeah. Don't roll. <laughs> so uh, by 1937, he's making about $50,000 a year. He's doing pretty well for himself. Jesus. Hey. Hey. He had this style where he would drive kind of with his right arm. He would hold his left elbow at the window and arm kind of like it was showman-y, but he, he also said he used it for balance. Uh, but, but also someone said when he took his shirt off, he looked like two different people. Because his right arm was much shorter than his left arm. Because he would always land janking his right arm. Jesus. And so it was... Oh, I thought you were going to say because he had, like, a tan. No, you no, You know, because, no, no, like, no. sometimes right, right. Summer, trucker, I trucker's get, tan. get that trucker tan on yeah. his arms. But, uh, you know, all of these people, all of these, like, moonshine and weirdos would join his crew. Uh, there's one guy, Russell Spider Wills. He was called the Human Pretzel on Wheels. Hmm. He was this motorcycle guy who would fold his legs up over his head... And ride with uh, his hands off the off the motorci- motorcycle. Oh my god! You know, they, as they were traveling, why the, couldn't the, he just suck his own dick like everyone mm, else? He could have, but he yeah. didn't because the crowd didn't want that. Uh, they got a couple of bear cubs as they were traveling. You know, they had fun. Well, uh, don't just gloss over bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know how we feel about I bears do. here. I do. Uh, bears in the army. Bears yeah. on cocaine. Bears yes. in traveling stunt shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they had a so couple, they had of, bear a couple of bears. Yeah, they uh, they, they said cars. there wasn't much said. No, they just said one was angry and one wasn't. So they had to tie um, a, 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 a colored cloth around each one so they knew which uh, one was this angry. This is the angry. This is the bear. angry bear. Yes. Yes. Very good. Very As they went around, they would team up with like animal wranglers and 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 different people. Like they started. This is the first show that brought clowns. So like between jumps, they would bring clowns out. They brought out this guy named Dizzy Woolman, aka Harry Woolman. Uh, this is another moonshiner. He was a he was a professional clown. Joined the Hell Drivers. He survived over three thousand head-on collisions. Uh, he would uh, he would do things like jump uh, a house with a car. Um, he'd be blown up in a paper coffin by dynamite. Uh, he was the uh, point leader. This is I don't know what this means. Nineteen fifty three. He was a point leader in the International Stuntmen's Association. Uh, I guess he, he did a lot of stunts for movies. Three thousand head-on collisions. Mm-hmm. He uh, he he became a special effects ex- expert uh, with gunfights and explosions. <sighs> and he said his this is a quote from Wikipedia. His magnum opus was the 1973 movie Executive Action, where he recreated John F. Kennedy's assassination. Oh my God! That was the greatest thing he ever did in his life. Jesus. How... I jumped the grassy knoll. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, how old was he when he died? 
Harry Woolman? Yeah. Harry Woolman died. Harry uh, Dizzy. Was he the name Dizzy? Dizzy Woolman. Collisions? Damn, it should have been. He was like a prof- he was a professional clown and stuntman. Uh, he died uh, just like of natural causes. Like a causes. normal person. Yeah. So are these football players just pussies? <laughs> nat- yeah. well, well, not yeah. fully natural. I'm he sure. Yeah, he couldn't get his fucking bearings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he died spinning in a circle. Yeah, oh god. Uh, well, it's like you know, three. I mean, a lot of these things. Are like we don't we recognize now how immediate the brain damage hits. I mean, they say if you have one concussion in PB right. football, there's, you know, lasting repercussions, right? right? Well, here's, here's, uh, here's Lucky uh, talking about his injuries. But tell me, how many times have you rolled over in cars since 1933? Well, I've turned over 536 automobiles. I roll over two or three times. That would make over 1,000 revolutions. 1,000 revolutions? Say Sounds that's fucking just a lucid. day's work to the president of a South American republic. Hey, that's tough. <laughs> it's really amazing Sponsored that you're still alive, right. though, isn't it? Well, they call me lucky, Fred. Well, can't be all luck. You've worked out your stunt scientifically to eliminate the danger as far as possible. Yes, Fred. I still have carried me to the hospital 23 times. Have you kept a diary listing your injuries? Oh, yes. I've had 12 ribs broken, two collarbone fractures. I've had 176 stitches taken in various parts of my body. Well, haven't you ever thought of quitting? Many times, Fred. But here I am, still crashing automobiles. There's something fascinating about it. But tell me, how do you protect yourself doing those stunts? I, I imagine you are well padded all over. No, I just wear goggles and a crash helmet. <laughs> he wore a leather football helmet. Yeah. And <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. uh, maybe we should put lead back in the gasoline, dude. <laughs> I know. Maybe that's why they were so hardy back then. Now it's, right, you know, you right. fucking hit your head on a sofa. It's like, oh, excuse my temper for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> your, your, your version of like a Limbaugh-esque. Why we're soft? <laughs> well, you know, they what you do is put lead back in the yeah, gasoline yeah. because guys used to fucking wear leather and crash <laughs> steel automobiles. Yeah, and he's calling them automobiles and revolutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did the, you see how quick he did the math? You do yeah. that math. You can't do it. I can't do it. I fell through a ceiling a couple months ago. I still cry myself to sleep. <laughs> you know. Uh, I wonder if also they were getting off uh, from the crashes like in that Cronenberg like movie. Crash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when they recreate the fucking uh, the James Dean James crash. James Dean crash. Oh, man. Everybody's hey. nutting in the stands. Oh, man. Oh, that's such a nasty fucking movie. Yeah, it was like you like you invented this fetish of car crashes for this book, the uh, the uh, the author of the book. Uh-huh. <laughs> And and so you know that your that that terrible uh, crash came out race relations movie crash yeah one Oscars my dad saw the Cronenberg crash movie on cable and he goes he's like hey man I saw that crash movie that took all the Oscars <laughs> he's like it's fucking nuts yeah. <laughs> it's like Holly Hunter's uh, jerking off to a car crash like, people are fucking jerking off to bumpers like fucking rips and fucking through guts yeah it's two so, by fours yeah. through chests <laughs> no I remember I remember seeing that movie with no context and I'm like yeah, yeah it's I'm the best like, way to see it it's just like hey huh? this is what we're into we're is gonna... it, am I supposed to be into this yeah right, yeah right. should I be getting involved with an underground society that recreates uh, famous car wrecks Elias or? Cotius and James Spader like to crash cars <laughs> for nutting yeah 
Another another James Spader thing where he's the the consummate pervert. Yeah, and yeah, mm-hmm. fucking secretary. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a bunch of movies where James Spader is like the most a depraved. Mania, yeah, yeah, he's the Marquis Less de Spader. Than... <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Less than zero. <laughs> Pube zero. Let's take it. Hyperpube. So now, all, as all of this is happening, as the years go by, and Lucky is Lucky Teeter's doing his thing, he keeps extending his uh, at what is now world record uh, car jump. You know, uh, he he figures out he has to go sixty miles an hour to jump a hundred feet. You know, and every time he does it, it's a world record. And uh, but World War Two is approaching, and uh, nineteen. Uh, you know, they they start all of a sudden. There's like it, there's rations on rubber and gas, and, yeah, and, and <clears throat> George Bush's dad car. is selling all the oil to the Nazis, right? And- uh, uh, and there's a, even a, World War II that eventually becomes a moratorium on state fairs. Huh. Because it's like there's so many resources going because to state they, fairs. Okay. And, so, uh, Lucky and the band, they say, they all, uh, jo- they all, uh, got numbers to join the military. And July 4th and 5th, 1945, Indiana State Fairgrounds, uh, their last two shows for the Army Relief Fund. Uh, the last show before Lucky would join the Army, they would do a show in the morning, they would do a show at night. And it was called the Cavalcade of Thrills. Hmm. And each show they would do 20, 20 to 30 stunts. Jesus. And uh, so uh, for the last show, for the morning show, Lucky jumps like 145 feet. But for the last show, he says, I'm going to jump 150 feet. It's going to be a, a new record for me. This is the last show. I might as well go out. Now, um, one thing that... Uh, <laughs> Another five feet. Okay. Now, uh, uh, you know, apparently when he crashed his first car before he even became uh, a stuntman, he uh, was wearing two black boots. And the rumor is that he would wear those boots for every time he uh, went out. Hmm. But then someone noted that uh, for this last jump, he wore one brown boot. Doesn't make any sense to me, but that's what I was told. Hmm. Uh, So early in the morning, he jumped 145 feet. The second time... He goes around, he does that thing where he goes around once, and, uh, you know, Peter's, uh, uh, obviously hindsight, I feel like, let me like, oh, I don't know if the car's running that well. Yeah, hey, Doc, you're going to need to back up, but we don't have enough road to get up to 88 miles an hour, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So for this, as he... <laughs> high go- tide is 2020. High tide is 2020. <laughs> so as he goes around the second time, uh, people are like, oh, I don't know if the car... He luck- lucky in his head, he must have gone, I'm doing it, this is my last jump. He lands short on the ramp. Oof. Takes him half an hour to cut him out of the 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 car. This is before the jaws of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's the oh god. Here's the headline in the Indianapolis paper the next day. His luck finally failed. Oh god. Lucky Teeter meets death in rocket car stunt. Jesus. Lucky suffered a broken neck and internal injuries when his car failed to make a 150 foot rocket car leap over a semi trailer transport truck and fell under the landing tra- under the landing ramp. The unconscious speed pilot was rushed to the city hospital after acetylene tortures used to extricate him from the wreckage of the car. But he was dead before the ambulance reached the hospital. Yikes. Jesus. But that brings me back to Ken Carter. Yeah. Ken Carter's just this lovable man. He lied! Well, no, I think he just didn't know better. Ken Ken Carter... Yeah. Ken Carter is just... He's just like a lovable goof. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. You know, um, <laughs> this is back to Devil on Your Heel, Heels. Um, <laughs> and, 
So L- Lucky did not die because of a two by four through the chest. He died of blunt force trauma mm-hmm. because of uh, brown boot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, he uh, died on the way to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and now we're back to uh, Devil on Your Heels. Mm-hmm. Ken Carter. Ken Carter. Ken Carter. So, uh, um, Try, I, I, I'm trying I pl- not to knock down trees. I played you some of the opening. Uh, here's here's Ken. Uh, Ken was Ken was born in. Uh, I didn't write it down. He was he was born somewhere in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, by 1976, when he's doing his big jump, he's about uh, uh, 40, 50 mm-hmm. years old. Here's him describing his hometown growing up. Music's amazing. Denim shirt. Mm-hmm. Really far Full Canadian tuxedo. Much, you know? I don't think it ever will. We used to play, come out and chase whatever we could chase. What? Rats, cats, everything. When the snow was high, we used to jump off the top of the... Uh, Looks like Winterfell. Looks exactly like Winterfell. But away from me, even then, this portion of this yard was always blocked off. We could never get up on top of this roof and play, and if you did, it was a no-no. And I guess why I used to think that maybe this is where the rich people live. You know, used to pile orange crates over here and just get up there. Maybe it was because it was boarded and you, and you weren't allowed up there. It's because we really wanted to go. I'm a healthy specimen. This is where I came from. And there's nothing the matter with this place. And, you know, and this is how I feel about it. You know, and I get... Somebody asked me about... What about your what about your childhood? What about it? You know, what about the skinny, skinny, cross-eyed, bow-legged kid that used to play in his backyard? Now <laughs> sitting on the threshold of life. <laughs> sitting on the threshold of life. Yeah, because <laughs> we had bunk beds up here where we could all get in, and then we turn around and here we used to sit and fight. It looks like. Winterfell meets the wire. Yeah, but in Canada. I want to say that, you know, we're looking to see maybe what tomorrow is going to bring. We knew that there was another world beyond the track. They would sit, they would, in his one-window apartment where he grew up, they would fight to see who could look out the window. Yes, at at the snow. (laughs) Yeah. At the, what a dump. (laughs) Yeah. People say to me, uh, what was it like growing up in a shithole? I say it wasn't a shithole. We could chase a rat. Or a cat, <laughs> or, anything or really. Or climb crates up to where the rich people lived, who it turns out were just as uh, poor and destitute as us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was okay. I looked. He was born 1938 in Montreal. Montreal. So not a not a great section of Montreal, but mm. uh, he he doesn't have his uh, uh, French Canadian accent. Must have lost, lost that touring. Yeah. Um, at the turns age, turns out they're not too kind to the French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> At the age of yeah, sixteen, bow leg and cross eyed, but at least <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't speak that frog language. Uh, Indiana beat it out of me. <laughs> uh, at the age of sixteen, he drops out of school. He joins Joey Chitwood's Congress of of Canadian Daredevils. Joey Chitwood was the guy uh, who uh, who followed Lucky Teeter. He took over Lucky Teeter. He became the Hell Drivers and. Uh, uh, but uh, so Ken at sixteen joins the the Canadian Daredevils. Three weeks into there, he breaks his leg and he has to leave the tour. 
17, he's back again. He's not done. He drew as the International Hell Drivers. So, again, all of these things are splinters from Lucky Teeter. Uh, you know, the Hell Drivers. Which, uh, ironically. Not Lucky? Who, I was, who ironically was not killed by a 2x4. Not through the chest, no. But did splinter off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's very true, Aaron. He's very successful, Ken Carter is, with the International Hell Drivers. Uh, he then starts his own uh, car uh, uh, stunt uh, uh, a show called Ken Carter's Suicide Auto Jumpers. Good! <laughs> and he, became, he becomes, he, they, they tour Canada with it. Uh, they tour, start touring the United States. And uh, he's just, he's becoming, like, you know, he's making enough money and, and, and he's figuring out who he is and what he's doing and he's having a great time. And then he realizes, much like Lucky Teeter, he says, you know, I, 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 I need to, I, I want to bow out at some point. But I need to go out in the biggest way possible. <sighs> yes. yes. And that's where this documentary comes in. 1976, he says, I want to jump the St. Lawrence River. Huh. I, I want to do it from Waddington, a, 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 a city in Canada, part of the St. Lawrence County, because uh, the St. Lawrence River runs through it. Mm-hmm. And What uh, province is this? Who's it? It's the same. the province of pain, bro. This yeah, is, northern territories. <laughs> it's probably Quebec. The province of pain. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the unfinished marquee. Just yeah, hot. it's my unfinished basement. It's my, the province of pain. I never told anybody I moved no. to Montreal, Quebec. <laughs> the province of pain. Hey. My genitalia. <laughs> <Yeah, well. laughs> the the Saint Lawrence River uh, traverses uh, Ontario and uh, Quebec. Okay, thank you. That's 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 helpful because that's I mean two yeah. major. That's helpful to uh, zero Americans who have <laughs> well, our, don't our, know our, our, shit our... from Shinola. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? People that listen to this show aren't people that think Canada is in the center of the earth or something. That's true. Dude. You think you're the only one who knows where Canada is, Dude, you I, fucking I, prick? I, here's what I know. Van, <laughs> Vancouver's near Washington, yeah. and Quebec is, I don't know, Greenland? <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming everyone... <laughs> is at your level? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that is so equal opportunity. That is, that is. It's, I'm giving people more credit than they deserve, yeah, you're, and you're, I'm you're, cutting some people down. You are. You are giving the benefit of the doubt that's that, fair. that they're as dumb <laughs> as you. I think that's, that's great. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, in order to do this, they decide uh, they need to build a 12-angle, 12 12-degree-angled 12 ramp, uh, 300 uh, feet long. <laughs> now, if I'm, or 300 if I'm not, feet high. If I'm not mistaken, like uh, these are like the long. ramps that would be need to be built to build the pyramids. Like, yeah. They're 30 miles long, <laughs> 150 feet high. <laughs> right, this is the sturdiest plywood you can <laughs> find. <laughs> One of the issues was that uh, the ramp was awful bumpy. <laughs> It's not what an you awful want. bumpy takeoff ramp. <laughs> now, so, uh, he, he's jumping the St. Lawrence River. Mm-hmm. Is that an, and that's just a province to province jump, right? It's not an international well, jump. Well, it's Ontario well, to Quebec, so he's no, no, bridging no, no, the French no, and English. No, no, no he's <laughs> not. No. It's symbolic. <laughs> I believe he's in Ontario for this whole thing. So it's just, but, but at one point when he's going to do the jump the first time, they. It's such a big show, they stop all traffic. Jesus. On, they shut down a global freeway yeah. for him to do it. Wow. Uh, and then it's too windy. 
But oh, it's always fucking too windy. But, but he realized one of his boots was brown. Oh, so, Jesus. So, so normally when you do a big jump, right, you jump from one ramp to another. But Ken's going to have a car fitted with a rocket engine. Right. And who knows where he'll land. So Maybe this, the moon. This... <laughs> This is him, which explain- is near uh, Greenland. <laughs> this is him explaining the landing, how how they'll do it safely. There's no trees in the middle. Try not to do trees. We sit over here on the American side. We're looking across the St. Lawrence Seaway. It'll be a 1,500 foot takeoff ramp. Have a slow, well, right where the truck has gone by there, and of course, going to plant about 200 square feet of roses right out in this immediate area. Matter of fact, the jump site we're sending. There's a marker right here. Will uh, depict exactly approximately where we're going to land. Of course, this here is exactly rather hard and brittle, and uh, I suppose that it would be if we crashed into it would be uh, would create a problem. So we're going to just cultivate the land and try to make it as soft a landing as possible. We're not oh, talking we're about an airplane. Grow, we are talking I'm going to land in literally so a bed of roses. Crash right in this area. Mm-hmm. And of course, that, that you know, if you're going to have a target, you know, roses would be a, a rather soft target. So you have this you know, that's something so for people. Like, hopefully, a bright sunny day like it is today. But regardless, it's going to go. Away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about the trees? Well, I'm going to land my rocket because, uh, car in a bed of roses, and I think that just well, you know, and do damage to, to uh, the property and statue of trees said where they are and try to stay away from them but uh it's a very touchy situation if we get into the trees it could be rather disastrous so we've got to head for the roses oh I mean, you got you got, you got, you got the rose. you don't want to get stuck in the and trees and now when we get stuck in the roses the thorns could be an issue uh, but every rose has its thorn <laughs> yeah every cowboy sings a sad sad song yeah and uh you know i don't want to be that cowboy who uh, uh, has bow-legged and cross-eyed. <laughs> but, but my favorite part by the early stage is, what about the trees? Well, I'm glad I'm, you asked. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> well, we're, well, going to, we're going to grow, we're going to cultivate... We're going to cultivate a, the land. A bed of uh-huh. rose. What? Cultivate? What are you talking about? You didn't think about this until somebody just asked you. Well, I'm you. glad you asked. Uh, because I haven't asked myself I, uh, that question. Uh, so, uh, Basically, we uh, we were hoping to not touch them. Uh, hey, we were... Uh, uh, nor uh, be ensnared by them. Uh, frankly, I'm uh, planning to die midair of a uh, heart I was, attack. I was, uh, if I saw the trees approaching, uh, my, my bet was to jump into the river. A softer <laughs> land and then a tree. Uh, call, call me crazy. Uh, now, or, here's the thing. Or maybe you, the you, bed of roses, uh, you know, unleash a, I want to uh, lay you down in a bed of roses, a la John Bon Jovi. <laughs> well, and, you know, I mean, how far into the forest can you go? Well, the answer is halfway because uh, after that point, you're leaving the forest. Honestly. Right, right. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's a simple yeah, fact. Yeah, science. Yeah, yeah. You know, how far. That's 101. Yeah, and you don't want to lose sight of the forest on account of the trees. Yeah. So I'm very glad you asked that question. <laughs> Because I'm planning to leave breadcrumb trail through the rear end of the tailpipe so I can find my way back (laughs) across the St. Lawrence River. I was considering taking the thorns from the roses, inserting them inside some kind of paper mache cat. (laughs) Yeah, some sort of feline. I don't know. Inserting my phallus. They haven't heard that episode yet. They want to know what that means. (laughs) Shit. Stay tuned. (laughs) You'll get it. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm glad you brought all of these thoughts up. Oh, you are? Because at some some point, this is supposed to be, the plan is for this to be part of the ABC Wired World of Sports. One, two, three. Ken's thinking 100,000 people are going to be here witnessing this. And so ABC is like, all right, well, let's have Evil Knievel come up. 
and take a look at what you're doing here. <laughs> and here's the clip with Evil Knievel. No fucking way! <laughs> Jesus. They send Evil Knievel, the world's most famous daredevil, to check on Ken's progress. That reminds me of the canyon. Uh, Not a good sign. Jesus Christ. Total I'm, disaster. I'm cutting from the scene where he crashes in the cave. Catastrophe. Oh, is that Evil Knievel in a rocket? Yeah. We're going to try to hit it, but we got an existing wind here between 5 and 7 miles per hour. If the wind gets up to uh, 35 miles an hour, it will cancel it. Rain won't hurt it. We're going to go. <laughs> it's not rain. Prevailing wind is from... The prevailing wind is 5 to 7 miles per hour as it is now, right now, coming right out of the west. Compensating for that? Just like an evil We are compensating for that on the construction of the coach. How much higher is this ramp going to be? Uh, another 30 feet. There's a lot of dirt to put in here. Well, they're getting it all right out of there, Evil. Right there. They're getting it all right out of there. And uh, according to John Aragoni, the uh, uh, the construction manager, the man that's in charge and lives over in the trailer over there, uh-huh. tells me that they're, they're going to come. They'll get it done in time. They will get it done in time. Get the ramp done. In yeah, time, get the ramp done in time. No Don't problem. Don't you think that this ground ought to be settled for longer than a couple of days? Gary, look, man. I'm going to tell you, man. We've been up against it with the weather, man. The weather has been bad here. Yeah. We've lost. They've been out here a month with this heavy equipment. I mean, and this is all they've got done because of the weather, man. You can't get out here in the rain. And, and, and you know, we're, they're doing the best they can, I'll tell you. He was the kind of speed the whole time. <laughs> okay. And I, they promised me they would get it done. And I'll do more than just cry if they don't, I'll tell you. Jesus. Looks like a dangerous jump to me, boy. Evil speaks. You got no elevation. You got no room for error. If you come down in that water, you better have somebody get you out. Get you out in a hurry. Turns around and leaves the construction site. He's like, and then they show video of evil crashing. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. They show evil falling into the the river in the in the Grand Canyon. Uh, he's like, uh, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you from experience. You don't you want know to be trapped I... inside of a steel cage yeah. and moving. You know water. what I didn't think about the whole time I was uh, jumping over the Grand Canyon was, if I fail, who's gonna get me out of that river? Better have someone. Better have someone. Tell you what, boy. Tell you what, boy. You know, get you out of there quick. Sounds like a true shit show to evil. I broke every bone in my body twice. One day my son Robbie's going <laughs> to <laughs> Hey, anyways, good and, luck. Uh, anyways, uh, good luck with that whole this sucks, uh, uh, loose gravel uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ramp that you got here. Sounds like of a roses. real Canadian jump to me. Better <laughs> <laughs> uh, roses, huh? You're gonna be pushing daisies, champ. Anyways, I'll see you later. I got a flight to catch back to Niagara Falls. I'm jumping over in a fucking uh, uh, barrel, whiskey barrel. So. Like the guy living in a trailer who's perfectly certain that yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, he's our construction he's manager. Foreman. Yeah. The <laughs> This might be my favorite like the this is my favorite way they sh- you you should watch this just for this these scenes of the they they bring up these two uh, welding experts from Chicago to make the fuel tank that won't explode. <laughs> I tell you here now, we got the fucking, this fucking thing. It, 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 it's fucking it's sealed up solid. I'll tell you, it's hermetically I, sealed. I, you can I, I you can you. unleash a turn right I in mean, it. I mean, Jesus Christ, you can't get a single gender fluid squeezed out of this fucking thing here, pal. I'll, I I don't give a fuck what anybody says. This fucker this fucker is, is sealed shut. It's sealed. <laughs> <laughs> it's sealed yeah, like a Mueller yeah. indictment. You I put a ceviche you. in there three weeks later, you've got Ludafisk, I'll tell you. 
That's Iceland, Ontario. I don't fucking know. I don't know. fucking know. Wherever those Titanic fellows are buried, that's where the fucking thing is. The moon, I don't know who's to say. It's a full moon. The Titanic yeah. survivors were all buried there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for all I know, Amelia Earhart's down there jerking off Jimmy Alpha. Jesus Christ, these guys are excellent. They live over there in the trailer next to the foreman. They're welded shut. We'll never see them again. We got a foreman grill. We got burgers on the fucking thing. We got the fuck. We, we got, got the, sausages. We the got a paper jet is filled up. We got, <laughs> Evil Knievel's jumping the we, goddamn thing. We got the fucking rocket car. That's fueled up, too. We got the fucking Bunsen well, burgers and a fucking a bunch of dynamite. You're going to be high as a guy. Speaking of guys, Robbie. Can evils kite me from their doorway? If you're just tuning in to Profiles and Eccentricity, it's one thirty-five a.m. We're here talking about the devil at your heels, uh, 1970s documentary on a bullshit daredevil. No, he's not a blind lawyer who beats up people in the hell's kitchen, but he is a bow-legged, cross-eyed Canadian. I'll tell you something. If this fellow doesn't make this jump, I would wager that uh, the, the the population of Canada, be them uh, French or English, will never be united. <laughs> it all hinges. Uh, yes. It all hinges yes. the, on yes. this one man's yes. jump across that river. Yeah. Never, therefore, after shall there be a peace without that there jump. Let's see it. Never the twain shall meet. So, <laughs> with that intro, here's one of my f- favorite series. These guys from Chicago. Oh, God, the welding experts. Is this car going to run? No doubt about it. Absolutely. Uh, it will make it. Yeah. What's that? They will make it to its destination. Yeah? Yeah. It's the what first time. Kind of stuff? Well, we're in the construction business, and we don't jump rivers, but we're uh, with can 100%. We'll build what the customer wants. Yes. Fire's uh, market. But then the operation hits a small snag. Oh. When Tom and Dave tested the fuel tank... It exploded and blew the front end off the car. Oh, my God. How is this tank going to survive any better than the last tank? All right, the test tank uh, uh, was built some uh, a little bit lighter than, than this tank uh, because uh, it wouldn't have to withstand the impact of the jump. Yeah. Yeah, no. So after reconsidering and going to the bladder system, we went to a heavier wall tank also. And things aren't getting any better for Tom and Dave. This is a hard cut. Yesterday you said that this tank would absolutely not bust. Now what happened? Dave's been saying Yeah, I did say that. And uh, uh, I was only, I only brought that up from experience. The guy's built a hundred tanks for us and we've never had a failure, you know. And uh, here we are. And what happened? Well, tell me what happened with this tank. Well, the lack of penetration in the wells again. when we brought the tank up to 850, 900 pounds of pressure per square, or 900 pounds per square inch pressure, and it popped open. It's like a water rocket. How do you feel about this project now after what's happened? I mean, what's my, my personal feelings are that there's somebody trying to tell us something. I don't know, you know. Oh. This, this, everything has really gone sour. Well, anyways, <laughs> we're just doing the steel beams on the World Trade Center yeah, tower we, now. I expect uh, to come up here and put it together and uh, everything to go right. 
I didn't expect anything like this. Our experience has been, you know, 12 to 1400 cars without a failure of any kind. You know, and here we look like a couple of dummies. But you guys should be able to get it done by this weekend, I guess. Sure. We will. <laughs> you found another thing? No, we have located the material and it's being rolled. Uh, today and should be in the, in the area by tonight. And this yeah. time we're going to put it together ourselves. Right, right. We're There's not going to hire a couple of those Puerto Rican fellows we found out on the side of the river. Yeah. And they did. And it blew up too. <laughs> this time, Tom and Dave offered Look no at the death stare. They gave knows, up and went back to knows, Chicago. He knows he's about to become a murderer. Oh my God! Oh my God. You see the look on his face. That's not a free oh, No, we're putting that. We're putting that on that is, Instagram. That is fucking amazing. Dude, my favorite series. I feel like uh, Jesus Christ. I feel like we're about to fucking uh, become fucking uh, you know uh, uh, fucking uh, uh, you know fucking uh, servants of the devil. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I fucking this fucking guy. Jesus, we made fucking two different tanks for him. We're fucking you know certified fucking uh, you know champs of making uh, gas tanks. Couple they blew of, up a couple of regular Grim Reapers. Two times. Here. Jesus Christ! Give us, a, give us a Monopoly uh, game and a, a Clue and an Electric Football. Oh and send us Bill and Ted to play here. Oh my God! He looks. He, he <laughs> Looks, looks like he's seen a ghost before he's seen the ghost. Yes, Jesus Christ, that is haunting. That they held tight on that. Yeah. Oh, I but, mean the 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 way they edit is just so fucking good. Wonderful. Yeah. And the music's amazing. Ah, uh, I mean, there's this whole series where Ken talks about how like there's a difference. Between- Has Kenneth Gordon Polishek cut off a little more than Ken Carter can chew now? Mm-hmm. Can you speak to someone being Ken Carter and then? Feel a real change and speak to someone as uh, Kenneth Gordon Polishek. No, I think I think he's Polishek is always at the foreground. He's you know he's the one that okay, goes into the racetrack promotion. Is he talking about his himself. his name himself. and his stage, and his stage name? name? Ken Carter's yes. the jumper. Kenneth Gordon Polishek is the man. The dirty Polak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? <sighs> Calls him on the telephone and says, hello, I'd like to use your racetrack to set a world record and bring the television people in with me. That's what Ken and then is. in the evenings sometimes, you know, like when I'm by myself, you know, <laughs> Couple of the wines. Carter situation occurs again. You know, says, really, is, you know, have you, re- this, this is what you really <laughs> want. You're second guessing him, you know. Like, I wanted to do a jump here for the news conference. And Polish Jack, along with the rest of my people, are saying, Mm, it's a little too close to the jump. Yeah. Let's not do anything. What if you get hurt in the press conference? And before Carter would say, <laughs> oh, for, what do you mean hurt? You know, I've been hurt before. Is, is he talking about himself in the second, third, and fourth person? Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes Trump says to Trump, am I going to be Trump or what? Like, but then Trump's taking a dumb. Like, I can't talk right now. <laughs> and so as Lou Albano goatee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he he grows, he, basically, he seems like he grows the goatee for the yeah. documentary. Because the documentary takes, it takes like five years. Yeah. And they get closer to the jump and it doesn't go. They get closer to the jump and it doesn't go. And then, and, and, and he brings in all of these characters, this guy named Slammin' Sammy. Mm-hmm. Hey, who's this like, this speed car driver? And because uh, he has a, a literal car with a rocket engine on it, and, <laughs> and well, the we brought it up to 900 psi, and the whole thing went kablooey. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's but, like a message from God. It's saying, "Don't do the jump. He, he, We're gonna screw it together ourselves." He 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 tests he te- before he builds his rocket car. He tests another person's rocket car, and this is that guy. Oh, it's fucking. Yeah, from what I understand, he's supposed to leave the ramp somewhere around 270, 280 miles an hour, which is booking it down the road. Yeah. Now that Ken has driven your car, how do you feel about it? 
much better than I did when I first got here. Like I told you in the beginning, I didn't know the man when I showed up, and but I have confidence in my car and, and, and what he's into. You think he can pull it off? Like I said, man can do anything he's determined enough to. You know, you have to take off, bite off a hunk and fight it till you conquer it. What? Some work hard for something. <laughs> Some sacrifices are a little more than others. He's turning so into fucking... More. Look at him, he... You know, uh, if, if I, it's I, money, I think I know what you're going to say. You know? Tom Jones. Oh, oh, Tom Jones. Okay. No. He's getting blacker, though. <laughs> he looks He looks like... He's uh, getting darker and more He afro. looks like LeVay. Anton LeVay? Yeah, he looks bit. like Anton LeVay. So, um, so, he, so he brings in one guy. He's got a turtleneck and a gold chain. Named Slam and Sammy. And so the first time they bring Slam and Sammy in... He's this like he's kind of awkward, yeah. and then they they interview him later, like a year later, before before the jumps even happened. Yeah. And Sammy's now like totally like, hey, whoa, hey, guys, oh, oh. Right. he's totally like ready for the show. Before he was just kind of like the guy who never had publicity. Is it know? weird that I already knew that Slam and Sammy would be like, ah, yeah, I think it's gonna be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> that, that, that wasn't like Slam that. and Sammy. Oh, that was no, it. no, no, no. That that clip I just, that was the rocket car guy who okay. had a special built rocket car for him, and it's this great scene where this guy's like. Five five hundred and fifty pounds, and and Ken is six feet two hundred pounds, and he has to cram Wedge. his body into this tiny rocket car. He's yeah. wearing a, 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 a like a driving suit. He has to take it off and put his jeans on oh, and t shirt to get in. So all of this I stuff. Put happened. my jean jacket on. It's Canada. All of this stuff happens, and before uh, he's going to do this jump, there's this man introduced. Into the documentary, and I'm not, I, I I implore you to watch, and so I'm not going to tell you what happens. Okay, sure. There's a, a a guy who becomes one of Ken's partners and Daredevil friends and part of his group, and his name is Kenny Powers. Holy shit! And this entire documentary is leading to that is leading to that moment, and it's ob- it's like that's where Ken like Kenny yeah. Powers is a combination of the name Kenny Powers and that guy and Ken Carter. Mm. And it's, it's, I mean, I, I won't tell you what happened. What I'll tell you is just say that uh, uh, in, in 1983, Ken Carter, uh, 1983, he attempted to jump a pond in Peterborough, Ontario. The jump failed when the start-off ramp collapsed under his car, and the whole thing ended up in the water. <laughs> But you're going to want to get out of quick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so he decided in September, ah, he would jump again. And he got in a 1982 Firebird with a homemade rocket. Homemade, good. It overshot the landing target, landed <laughs> on, on its roof, and he died instantly. <laughs> and he was buried in an unmarked grave in Montreal. Oh, my God. No better roses, huh? No. Uh, he overshot it. Better Jesus than Christ, that's incredible. Wow. The ending with Kenny Powers uh, is absolutely worth watching the documentary for what happens to the jump. Okay. I I'm just want to give you I what happens to, to Ken at the end. And before we leave, uh, I will play a little bit Ken's kind of like his thesis statement of his life, if I may. And is, this is Ken Carter, not Kenny Powers. This is Ken Carter. Okay. Are we getting Kenny Powers? Kenny Powers died of natural... Uh, you know, quote unquote, natural causes yeah. uh, in like 1983, 1989. Yeah, it's hard. Years Naturally later. gave up from <laughs> yeah. all the chop. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to leave with uh, Ken Carter, this uh, weird Canadian man. And then just, just pay attention. The one thing about all of this is that I hope that the seriousness of it all 
and the end result lets people know that Ken Carter is a daredevil as compared to Ken Carter or Kenneth Gordon Polishek. It was all a dream, and it's come true. And here we are uh, within minutes yeah. of it happening. And my crew is here. I'm happy. Uh, I've got dynamite people, as you very well know. Yeah. The whole thing is just great. Yeah. It's lovely. I'm looking for a world record. I'm looking for the ultimate statement, Ken Carter, yeah. world's greatest daredevil. Really, that's what it's about. This isn't the way the wind's supposed to be blowing, is it? Well, they planned on it. <laughs> That's the, one of the days he was supposed to jump. He's doing walking, making this statement. Some guy's yeah. on the ramp going, ah, the wind's not supposed to go this way, is it? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't seem right at all. Huh. Should blow us into a whole litter of trees. <laughs> Smells like fire, fire and brimstone. <laughs> oh, I'll show you guys can see it. This is, this is, this is Kenny Powers. Ah, yeah. Cowboy hat, yellow jumpsuit. Yeah. Ten gallon, yeah. <sighs> Very, very good. All right. Well, I'm going to have to watch this documentary. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I think we're going to have to revisit it, probably. I think so. I would be happy to, because... because and I love the documentaries like this that take place over five years, because you yeah. see the evolution of the person who now, you know, it's become part of their daily life that they're on the documentary, and so that informs their choices. Right, right. They become, they become more relaxed. Right. And, There's that, the Werner Herzog documentary... Um, uh, the theater of dream, uh, uh, burden, of burden of dreams, which is a right. documentary about him making a movie about a guy bringing the opera to the rainforest, and that takes place over the course of five years, and yeah. it's in the rainforest, it's in the jungle, and you see the just the toll that it takes on Werner Herzog. And, and oh, it seems to be raining. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the jungle is obscene. Yes, I love yeah. that. He calls the jungle obscene. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good. It is vines draping it, down everywhere. There seems to be insects. Everything is trying down. to kill yes. each other, and it's uh, a, ca- jungle a cacophony is feeding of, itself, but seemingly hostile to uh, Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> we, we fly in evaporated milk every day on a single-engine Cessna. One of the chickens died on the flight. <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> one of the chickens Why died. Phoenix of... <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the chickens died of obscenity. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I was thinking of that the you know the Werner Herzog thing where Joaquin uh, yes he flipped over. Uh, oh, this guy flipped over. So he flipped over, and his car was covered in gasoline. And this guy uh, ran up to cut Ken Carter out of his car with an acetylene torch while it was covered in gasoline. No. And he's like, no, 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 no. no. So, uh, you know. Because they cut Lucky out with an acetylene torch, but this guy's... There's no Jaws of Life back then. Well, you know, the lead in the fuel probably helps. Gives you new ideas. It really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't combust as quickly. Yeah. Matt, that was absolutely fantastic. Wonderful. Truly... 70s docs, man. Uh, I mean, like the music Peak in it docs. is so fucking good. Yeah, and they take their time with yep. the slow burn, the gravitas, like the the pomp and circumstance and self righteousness of, of modern documentaries is not there mm-hmm. in those 70s docs. Like yes. even, even like in search of yeah. with you know with, um, with Spock. Mm-hmm. Those were great too, just because it was just bare bones, right. film grainy. And here it is. I'm not trying to send a fucking message about blue whales getting raped or whatever. 
It's just they haven't heard that yet. Here's some weird shit, man. You decide. There's no message here. Yeah. I'm not trying to save dolphins and tuna. It's just a weird guy with a rocket car. And here's a dude trying to make a movie in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, here's maybe some aliens building pyramids. Well, I don't yep, know. The, you decide. The greatest yep. thing is that it's 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 a bunch of uh, you know very uh, serious journalists and yes. they're and they're talking to a maniac and they're saying describe how you're a maniac in a sensible way and he's like well I try to do things in a sensible way where I don't aim for the lethal trees and I aim <laughs> well, instead for, in for, for the uh, the soft bed of, of, uh, roses. of roses you know because that seems to be a lot more uh, romantic com- comfortable etc et and uh, but uh, I'm not aiming for the trees I'm glad you asked I'm glad you asked about the trees <laughs> well I mean I'm not yeah nor am I aiming for the rocks or uh, the 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 drowned ocean and then, uh, then there's a fine I, I, line between the petals of the rose and the and the and the thorns the which thorns. are sharp yeah 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 but it's more of a metaphorical thing about the rose and the thorns and you know pushing daisies etc not want anyone get hurt but, but, yeah, no, no but I'm very glad you asked yeah, if, I mean if there was a box of chocolates that'd be great too I mean but, well unfortunately they won't be I've got a team of experts so we're gonna cultivate and... the land I mean <laughs> yeah. so you see I that, mean you, ideally it would you, be you, cotton you, but you, everybody you, knows the historical you, taboo you, on yeah. cotton yeah, so yeah, here also, in Canada we do roses the so. fella that is uh, you know the main uh, guy that is in charge of the ramp he lives in that trailer over there day and night presumably methamphetamine sound mind yeah, we'll have it ready by the way. We got a couple yeah, fellows yeah. from Just Chicago who've been importing gas tanks yeah. from Cambodia. We're not going to let two menacing, uh, you know, uh, kind of premonition explosions stop us. <laughs> We're going to ignore from every uh, sign of the. Every single thing seems to be like heaven sent that we shouldn't yeah. do this. That, that'll be bypassed. I had we'll a fortune cookie the other day that just had a cartoon drawing of an explosion. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't read too much into it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm not, I'm not superstitious. <laughs> no, no, like I'm a that, sensible, you know? oh, yeah. gem wearing Canadian fella. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Every day my now, goatee now, grows more menacing. How do you think the menacing. goatee is coming? <laughs> <laughs> It's coming in like that. The, Bury the, face down yeah, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Am I better for unmarked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preferably unmarked. Yeah, the goatee is coming in like the roses, which will house my corpse. Of uh, course. And if, if there could be some... Oh, I don't want to... Say electric eel. Unmarked <laughs> grave, though. I mean, come on. Unmarked grave. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's no Wikipedia page for Lucky Teeter. Um, well, not yet. Hey, I mean, uh, let's, that, we, that's, let's that's mobilize. Mind-blowing. Yes. Uh, let, let us mobilize the Patreon profilers. Please <laughs> Pro- go, go, go to your databases <laughs> and create a Wikipedia page for Lucky Tita. <laughs> Yes, with or without the lucky. two by four and his with chest. With or without the two by four and his chest, you make it the decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you how could, he dies. Power is yours. You could link to the documentary about Ken saying that. Say some sources say yeah, one source. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Heavily debated. Yes, heavily debated. Uh, who's to say? Who's, who's to say? say? Wonderful, wonderful episode. Matt, I absolutely Matt. love this episode. <laughs> I adore you. I'm going to say goodnight, everybody. My name is John Fahey. I'm Aaron Pita. Matt Brissot. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>